the lab late one night When my eyes beheld an eerie sight For my monster from its slab began to rise And suddenly, to my surprise He did the monster mash It was a graveyard smash It caught on in a flash He did the monster mash Alright, welcome to the simulcast. This is the tenth simulcast. I'm D Hodge. I'm leading with me as always. My fellow partner, Big Shrimp. What's going on, man? Hey, what's going on? Leading simulcast, two different podcasts. Yeah. But recording from the same room Here for we go. once. <laughs> how funny is that? That w- uh yeah, we're gonna talk about how that happened on Simulcast eleven. Yes. So this is just uh, gonna catch us up here. This is gonna be the Halloween special. Um uh, yeah, so this is the first simulcast in about six, almost seven months, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Time flies and that wasn't the plan. That wasn't the intention. That was not the plan at all. At, at all. That was not the plan at all. No. So I think I've touched on other podcast episodes or something or on social media that I kind of got burnt out mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> recording too many episodes. Uh, Which I once. told you what happened, right? Yeah, yeah, you did. And, uh, <laughs> at the rates you were going, man, I was like, man. So I needed a little bit of a break, and I had some health stuff come up, and it's crazy how that happens, but... Here we are, back at it again. Yeah, man. Uh, that, like you said, that was not the plan. You did have some health issues, and we tried to record a few months ago, and my schedule has been hellish, and I know yours has. Um, so yeah, it's just been a back and forth. You know, he said, he said type of deal. Uh, we could, we 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 tried to get it going, but we couldn't. But uh, we're here now. Um, so let's make the best of it right now as we can. Let's do it. So when I mentioned the Halloween special, we talked about this on the season finale, season one finale, Big Trip Radio. Yes. I also put it up on my podcast as well as a Wednesday special, um, which was all the simulcasts will now, there won't be another simulcast until the season two premiere. Correct. Except for this one right here. This is going up on Halloween, Correct. the 31st. Well, yeah, well, it's going up on Halloween, but... Uh, the season two premiere is to Wednesday after Halloween. So we can put this up uh, then and then promote it on Halloween. Sure. Or, okay. Yeah. Sure, so. sure, sure. I got you. Uh, yeah. So how these are going to work now that now that we're actually on the simulcast subject is if instead of doing – because last year we did like a Christmas episode and it went up on Christmas. We're not going to do that this year. What we're going to do is just make one big simulcast, and you're going to see how this episode will end. We're not going to spend the whole simulcast talking about Christmas or Halloween for this episode. We're just going to be talking about basically a normal simulcast, and just at the end, throw in some Halloween theme and, 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 and stuff like that. Right, right. So with all that out of the way, we've been gone for six months. Um, and within the six months, which we will talk about what we've been doing since you know the past six months, um, but I, I was, and I guess we're going to talk about that right now. Um, I was approached by a good friend of mine, um, who I, I'm, I'm not going to give his name. I'm not going to give his name j- j- just out of um, respect, 
But he called me up out of the blue one day, and he said, hey, man, do you still want to do a radio job? And I said, yeah, man, always, you know. And he hooked me up with this with this nice lady, and she owned this, her family owned this record, um, not record, radio station, and owned all this stuff, and they were in two counties, and they covered like four to 6,000 people. And they wanted me on for basically because the, the, my friend had told him that how good of an interviewer I was. And I'm not bragging. This is this was the words that, you know, that came out of the mouth was, hey, you're a good interviewer. We want you for your interviews. Um, can you come and, and meet up? And, man, let me tell you, I'm not going to lie to you when I tell you I didn't think about it. I thought about it. I, I really did. I was thinking about what's best for our future because – we, it could easily be promoted on the on the stations, right, right? And it was also this would give me a chance to branch out and make the the production company of the podcast bigger. Um, long story short, there were things we didn't agree upon, um, and I I thought and stressed out for three or four days straight, and <laughs> really I. I, I didn't take it, obviously. Um, we had some disagreements. We didn't agree upon stuff, um, interviewee-wise and podcast-wise. So I thought it was just best to decline it respectfully. Yeah, the deal fell through, but uh, you really struggled with it. You really wrestled with it for a few days. And uh, I know you asked me what I thought. You asked other people for their advice. And at the end of the day, um, even though – Radio is your dream. It's what you want to do. Right now, it wasn't the right fit. So, well, you know, after thinking, you know, I don't, I don't really necessarily think it was the radio thing, man. I don't. I think it was, and this is gonna sound dickish of me, but I was thinking about the production company podcasts. I really, yeah. I, because radio's dead. I mean, you got serious, and then you got podcast. I mean, really, can you name one yeah. other guy on? Not satellite radio, but on actual FM radio. Bobby Bones. Besi- bes- that's what I was going to say. Besides that, can you name anybody? <laughs> no, not uh, Ryan besides, Seacrest. Bes- besides your local people. Well, uh, Ryan no. Seacrest, but yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I guess. yeah terrestrial radio is, is dying for sure. That, even though it's dying, it's still something I would want to try to get into. Um, I don't know if they'll ever really die. I think it'll just evolve. Maybe, maybe terrestrial radio may turn into a huge uh, platform for podcast, and maybe become a big podcasting thing that broadcasts over FM and AM radio in the future. Who knows? They're gonna have to do something to survive because people just aren't listening anymore. They don't want to hear a bunch of commercials, even though now a bunch of podcasts are running spots. People they want to hear their favorite songs or hear their favorite talk show and. And that's it. So, uh, yeah, I think radio is it's it's in danger. It's in a dangerous species right now, for sure. Well, within the past six months, I'll go one more time, and I'll let you go twice. What you been up to? Um, I really, man, and you know this, and a lot of my friends have known this. I've just been podcasting nonstop for the past six months. It's you know, this is a tough road when you don't, and I'm going to, and I say this every time, but it's a tough road when you don't have a name. People don't know who you are. Yeah. You know, you have to keep grinding. And that's the one thing that, that busts my gears is 
you have all these celebrities coming out, man. And I know it's just they're instantly. I'm gonna start a podcast. And they're instantly number one. And I understand they have a name, but it's just like, did anybody ever have this much trouble trying to be not not just become successful? I'm not gonna say famous because I don't want to be famous. I want to be I want to be known as the person that was successful in his hometown. Yeah, but look, man, here's what it is: is podcast the podcasting world is really blowing up right now. So everybody wants a slice of the pie. But a lot of these celebrities, news anchors, and um, even artists, everybody that's starting up their own podcast, you've got to think for the long term. A lot of them, they're not going to last sure. uh, the next couple of years. And they're it's doing not, it because it's a trend. Yeah, it's a trendy thing. It's not because they suck or they don't have the means to last. But their career isn't in broadcasting. That's not their their career is whatever it is they do. They act or they sing or, and they're just doing this as a means to make quick money and keep their name out there to keep relevant. Right. Whereas you and I, um, of course, I was a little bit late to the game, True. but we've been at this since before it really became a thing. And well, I, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. Um, we kind of jumped in the middle of it. I know I did. Well, I, I guess, I guess we kind of, I kind of started somewhat in the middle, uh, somewhat between the. Okay, we found a podcast in the middle of it, but I know for sure you probably jumped in right. I mean, right in the deep end when everything was going crazy with yeah, podcast. Yeah. But but I had the idea way before though, like I had the right. desire before, but I didn't know how to do it, and that's when you came along and uh, helped me out a lot for sure. Because I I told you when we first met, I said, "Look, man, I want to do a podcast too," and he said, "I'll help you out." So, and the rest is history. But yeah, I think people like us, we will stand the test of time, and look, even like terrestrial radios. It's dying. Podcast, the podcasting world will eventually start to die out. And we're going to have to be ahead of the curve and catch the next wave. Stay relevant. Yeah. But the point is that it's not podcasting that we are wanting to capitalize on. It's being able to speak and get our voices out there and influence and make a difference and become successful in the arena of uh, communications. So, I don't know. I think we're doing pretty well. Um, we're two broke guys that started without a backing, without a big yeah. company or big corporation. And we're now making a little bit. Yeah. I mean, we're not making enough to support ourselves, but at least we're making something where, you know, we can't say we're doing it for free now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly, and we were doing it for free for a long time, and yeah. uh, and I didn't hate it. I wasn't mad at it. I wasn't either. Yeah. So, so what what else you got, man? I I've just been working the past six months, working on podcast, and I've had some some of my dream guests on the show. But what have you been up to in the in the past six months since we've been gone, man? Besides, uh, besides the health stuff, because I think we did a whole podcast on that, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Uh, Making love on an island. <laughs> That's a throwback, y'all. Got to go back and listen. That was to the last simulcast, I think. Was it? 
I think I'll, I'll look real quick and I'll let him know. That's funny. You love on that island. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, well, you know, we covered the health stuff. Uh, I've been going to Nashville a lot. This going around my trips to Nashville, I haven't been to hang out with artists or reach out to artists or go to honky tonks. Uh-huh. Uh, I've had appointments that I had to be at in the morning time. And after that, I've done other stuff. And honestly, dude, the last few months I've been trying to stay away from this COVID nonsense because, yeah. uh, you know, secret, I'm a fat ass. I'm a big dude. And so I have a comorbidity, uh, between being fat and, uh, Having other health issues, I do not need Corona. It would not go well for me. So, uh, and I've lost some people very dear to me to Corona too. So, um, yeah, between that and rediscovering myself uh, spiritually, um, a lot of soul searching, looking within. uh, that's pretty much it. I know it's not as inspiring as yours <laughs> recording. <so. laughs> no, it's just the past six months have been nuts because that was right around the last simulcast was probably a month before the big before the actual lockdowns and stuff in March. Yeah. So it was kind of we did come on once or twice and just say, "Hey, you know, be safe during the corona." I th- I think, I think we had did that once. Um, yeah, I've been the same thing, trying to stay away from the corona, man. I, it's a scary thing, man. I, I mean, it, it is. Yeah, yeah, it's it's so weird because it's like we can't see it. Obvious, so you can't really see any illness. But a lot of people are either asymptomatic or. People have it, and their symptoms haven't shown up yet. They come along and high-five you, and they've got it. And the next thing you know, you catch it. And, um, and then, of course, all of the naysayers and deniers out there that, <laughs> I ain't going to wear my mask. It's America. Yeah. Freedom. 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 We're all about freedom. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. You're going to get me off on a tangent here. Go ahead. Freedom. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you what freedom is. Freedom is the willing to leave your house whenever you want to. Freedom is getting up every morning and not having to worry about, oh, I want to call in sick to work today. Okay, you can do that. But tell you what freedom is not. What if this coronavirus gets out of the gets 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 out of proportion? We're gonna be living in bubbles. You're talking about wanting your freedom back. It's going to be you have a designated time. You you are gonna leave your house for thirty minutes. You're gonna come back. You're not gonna exactly not just curfew for the whole for the whole state, curfew per person. Yeah. Like, think about it. Because if it gets to the proportionary where you can't even go near somebody, I mean, God fear six feet, but think about six inches. <laughs> Nobody's going to be able to go anywhere. Yeah. They're going to shut uh, everything down. And let me tell you, folks, if you want any, any semblance of normalcy, we are going to have to... Don't get political here, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's where you're headed. <laughs> And I know if you've been following me on Facebook, I do that a lot. But I don't. I, I, try, I try to stay off politics here. But but go. I mean, go ahead, man. Let's talk about getting Trump out of office. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Look, man. Uh, uh, I just say, look. <laughs> well, you know who won the pony? When you, uh, the man that is sick with corona that said, I wear a mask every day when whenever I need, I need it, to. I need it. Or, I need it. He goes, let me tell you something, Biden. I don't do anything until I feel like I need to do it. <laughs> you telling me? Uh, three days later. And, the, and then he, did you hear him? When he was mentioning Biden, Biden's supposed to came with this big mask. He came in with a giant mask. I couldn't even see his eyes. Yeah, yeah, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, he's a, yeah, every time I see him, he's got a mask on. It's like ear to ear. And I, here we are. Biden didn't get corona, but this dumbass did. His inner circle got it. His uh, press secretary, Kelly McEnany, got it. Who got, who got it first, though? A lot, a lot of people say... That Trump was infected by by somebody from his team. Yeah, yeah, that's what I heard. I heard that one of his um, um, one of his debate prep people mm-hmm. he was prepping with had it. Okay, and then he got it from that. Well, did you watch the debate this past? Oh when, yeah, when was dude, it? I, yeah, yeah. I was in Nashville, and the one I'm talking about, the one without Trump. Uh, they just did one, did they not? Or am I wrong? Because I could have sworn. That they just had Biden on the stand. Am I right or am I wrong? No, 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 no. They, Biden may have gave a speech. Okay, okay, I may have. Okay, I may. Have, okay, uh, maybe I may have no, seen something. As far as I'm aware, as we record this, uh, it's the. Uh, it is the sixth of October. Yeah, as we record this, there's only been one uh, presidential debate, and next is the VP debate. Okay, Kamala Harris versus Mike. Okay, Pence. I, I guess I must have didn't read the caption or just assumed. So, um, yeah, but y'all, I'm gonna say this: I don't give a damn if you vote red or blue, if you're Republican or Democrat. I don't care who you vote for, when, where, how, or why. But if you enable somebody that is supposed to be our leader. That uh, kept knew his about mouth shut kept... when he knew a threat was coming, <laughs> because he didn't want to yeah. air quotes scare people. Yeah, which is a bullshit lie. And then you need to scare us if stuff like that happens. Yeah, you know what I mean. You need to scare we, us. We we would have been better off if we'd been there prepared. You go. And then and then to be interviewed about it, say, well, you know, I think it'll go away. And it's uh, that's a heat. It'll go away. Maybe a few thousand would die. Not many. Here we are, 200,000 plus in the United States dead. Um, This guy has failed the American people time and time again since he's been in office. But I'm willing to forget every failure, every lie, every crime if you will acknowledge that he failed us and he failed his duty to keep us safe and to protect us when it comes to COVID. Um, if, and if the COVID thing doesn't do anything to you, the man that said the white supremacist group can stand back <laughs> and stand guard. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Trump's not racist, right? Okay? People, Trump's not racist. He has a black maid. A modern-day slave is what he has, okay, people? Listen to, I mean, listen to me. Uh-huh. You're probably skipping that little 30-second skip button too quickly until yeah, yeah. we get off of here, which, which will be, we, we will be done here. I, it's not even in my notes to talk about uh, <laughs> politics. Uh-huh. <laughs> it just kind of came about it. But, yeah, I mean, I, had, I was, man, I grew up. 
my family was Republican. I'll admit that I, hardcore. They're still hardcore Republican. Yeah. I can't talk about this with anyone else but you, uh, Shira, and maybe a couple of other people because they just, you're not right. You know, you, you know Trump, it's, it's either side of the fence like, okay, Biden's going to do harm to the world or Trump's going to do harm to the world. You know what I mean? It, it's it, 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 it's the, the fact that you can't prove people wrong that are too hard-headed and too close-minded to listen. Right. Yeah, people, um, the you see, last night I recorded a couple episodes with uh, Deb, Deborah Riley. She's a psych, uh, a licensed therapist and also an artist. And um, th- there's no way around it. We can't talk about COVID and what's going on and not talk about the uh, current presidential situation. We got in office, yeah. I'm not going to say buffoon. I'm gonna, well, I, I'll say buffoon. Hodge could call him, I don't know, Humpty Dumpty. I'll call him the orange idiot buffoon. Um, that, you know, here's the whole thing. He ran, his whole running was a facade. He ran on two principles. One, he's a, a genius businessman. Oh, air quote genius. Yeah, yeah. A oh, very stable genius, he calls himself. Quote, yeah. You know, intelligent people don't have to go around claiming they're intelligent, by the way. Just saying. Um, and normally rich people don't have to do that either. But uh, here we come to find out the man's desperately broke, destitute, and so... Has paid $700 in four years of taxes after he makes hundreds of millions of dollars a year. Yeah, well, and he, and he he owes hundreds of millions, right. and they're coming up due soon. And then he, um, um, the other facade that he ran on is he will bring respect back to America. The world has been running roughshod on America. The world makes uh, fun of us. They mock us. We don't have any respect, and. I will never forget it. There, there was a video of a uh, international correspondence type meeting at the White House where world leaders from Europe and other countries were all gathered together, um, and it was just like high school when high school cliques get together and they bully somebody. They were all standing in a corner, world leaders snickering and laughing. At America, because of who we elected. Yeah. And so, I don't know. We need to get off this because I'm I, telling- I'll just, I'll, I'll end it with this. I'll end the tangent we went on with this. I don't know your your stance. I don't know if you're a diehard Republican or you don't really care. Diehard Democrat. I am neither. You know, there were some things Obama did I didn't agree with. A bunch of things Trump has done I haven't agreed with. And there are some things I don't agree with what Biden wants to do. Yeah. But am I saying that Biden would take this corona? If, if let's, 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 let's put him in Trump's corner for a second. Would he would have done better? Yes, because he has experience. Yeah, that's, that's a big thing, experience. Well, swine flu, the swine flu, and... Uh, was that uh, was, Ebola? Was that Bush? No, no. It was supposed to swine flu and Ebola was. Uh, who was president then? Was it Biden? Biden. Obama and Biden. Okay. Uh, 
they they minimized it and more or less got rid of it right before it became a national problem pandemic and i remember i know one person i got a swine flu out of the one they say they had it i don't know if they had it but it's just well i don't know um i don't know anybody that had it but i will say that um there are people on both sides that do things i agree with and things i don't agree with there are things the Republican Party stands for I agree with. A lot of it I don't. There are things in the Democratic Party I agree with. Some of it I don't. I'm more bipartisan, but if I were to run for political office or if I were to uh, have to label myself for any particular reason, label yourself a party now. I would most likely label, label myself a Democrat, um, but... Again, there are democratic views that I um, don't necessarily agree with. But there is a lot that I do. But um, by the time you guys are hearing this, um, election time will be right around the corner. We're going to drop this on Halloween. Uh, November the 3rd is election day. So vote, that, vote, vote. Soon, huh? If you're not voted, vote. That's soon, huh? Yeah, that's soon. Yeah, uh, November the third, but it won't be decided, right? Yeah, unless yeah. somebody wins by a huge landslide, it won't be decided because. Well, uh, last I saw was like when the first debate happened. They said that Biden was ahead by like seventy eight percent. Yeah, Biden. Biden after the last debate, um, all the polls had him soaring tremendously, but. I wonder with Trump getting Corona if he got some sympathy uh, points because of that. I hope not. But, but anyways, man, let's move on to a segue let's, to let's, another. Yeah, subject. let's move on. So I mentioned that I got a job offer. So I figured this would be a good time to talk about the worst jobs or job each of us has ever had. Damn, man. So that job offer was like the, the worst job offer no, ever. No, 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 no. Because the reason I say that is. Because the podcast is the main priority, right? Right. That's the main priority. It doesn't matter if I get a full-time job. That's not going to be my full-time job. And that what that, that's, that's what brought up the worst jobs because I remember I quit. The only job I've ever quit was the post office. And I'll tell you why I quit. And, and that's what brought me up to the worst jobs because I was thinking the podcast is always first. So I go in there and I was like, look, I was just looking for – because you know, when you're signing up for the, uh, the the post office, you do one day a week. That's, that's what you're contractually signed to, one day a week, right. whether it be Monday through Saturday, one day a week. And so I go up there and I tell the guy, like, look, man, I have another job. That job is my main priority. So if I have to leave at 11 o'clock in the morning, I have to leave at 11 o'clock in the morning. I, I, there's nothing I can do. You And it was it was just he knew. You know, You knew that. You knew I had another job when you hired me. You knew when I went to the classes that I had another job and I had to leave the classes early. You knew that. That's commitment. That's commitment. Yeah. And he said, I respect that, man. Every time I left early, man, I would go, hey, I need, I need, uh, 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 hey, Joe Bob. That's not his one name, of course. I need to leave at 1 o'clock today so I can make it home by 3 o'clock. Okay. He was, he was cool the first couple of weeks, you know. Right. Hey, Joe Bob. This is about two weeks in. I can run packages till about ten o'clock in the morning, and then I need I, then I need to run home. I, I got two other things I need to do on my podcast, two jobs, which which would have been two interviews. 
I'm about sick of this. I'm about sick of it. I'm about sick of it. You need to leave every day. And I said, it's not every day. It's two or three times a week. But, I, but I'm on a schedule for one week, but you're working me six days a week here, right. which wasn't the agreement. But people are going to argue, when you work for the post office, you're supposed to be on call all day. Sure. But he knew my situation, that I had another job that I had to get to. And it finally got to the point where one day I, I said, hey, Joe Bob, I need to leave at 10 o'clock. So that next day, we had Christmas with my mom's side of the family. And I said, look, I got a podcast uh, Friday. And he said, okay. And I said, I need to get off at 11 o'clock. And he stopped missing it. But you're get to, but you're off the next day for Christmas. I said, "Yeah, I understand. This is not Christmas. This is my other job. Well, are you working your other job tomorrow uh, for Christmas?" I said, "No, I took off of that too, man. What are you talking?" And he was like, "I find it very disrespectful." And I stopped him and I said, "Joe Bob, let me tell you something. I find it very disrespectful that you, that you signed me to this contractual deal. You hired me. You're paying me money, and you knew." You knew that I had another job that came first. This came before this. Yeah. You see, now, this is why I say you're in the right here because he, you already let him know way ahead of time, I do a podcast, that's my priority. Yep. You let him know. Now, that if, was during the interview now. he came, That was during the so he was well aware. Now, had you not let him know that? Exactly. you just say, hey, you know, I'm going to uh, take off, get off early because I got something else to do. Then I could see him getting pissed exactly, off. Exactly, exactly. But he understood ahead of time. Right. Yeah, that's just wrong. And it was weird because he 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 was like the 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 head. Of, uh, they they call them um, postmasters. Yeah. Those people that are over certain post offices. Right. So he had the right to hire me right there on the spot, and he clicked the green. Or he told me he clicked the green button, and I was hired. I was gonna get in two weeks. You gotta get an email. You gotta go, you gotta go to this class, and you gotta learn. And so he knew from that moment that he was like, oh, man, well, what kind of podcast do you do? Like, he was, in, he understood what I did, and it was, and that's the only job that I, um, that I quit. And I was like, because uh, I had, uh, he had someone, a super, uh, I don't remember, I don't remember what the people below him are called, I can't remember, but they texted me and they said, hey, we need you to run packages beer at 6 in the morning. And I said, that's fine, I said, but I need to be leave by eleven thirty. Five and a half hours me running packages—that's not enough. <laughs> and wow. I fi- and and I, and she she, Mrs. Joe Bob and Joe Bob calls me, chews me out, and I said, you know what, Joe Bob, I'm not coming back. I'm not even gonna give my two weeks notice. I I didn't hate the job, but I couldn't learn to love it because there was all somebody was always on me because I had to leave or I had to go do this. But the thing, my day was a Monday. I didn't do anything on Mondays. I did my job on Mondays. Didn't, but that's that's the worst. And then there was Chuck E. Cheese. But I, I kind of like Chuck E. Cheese though. Uh, so what was the worst job you've ever experienced? Man, I've so I've had a few jobs. I've worked uh, yeah. in uh, the funeral business, which I loved. Mm-hmm. Call center work, um, restaurant work. Uh, for a little while, I did a thing with the. Newspaper company, uh, that was okay. I'm gonna tell you this: the worst job I ever had was factory work. I've worked in a couple of factories. <laughs> they didn't last. Uh, it's just 
boring, the monotony of it, and having to wear mm-hmm. steel toes and the concrete flooring and doing the same thing over and over again. Time drags by, and it's usually either really hot or really cold in those big warehouses. See, that's the thing about those jobs or, or those types of jobs is I hate jobs that are slow. Yeah. Because time, go, you're watching the clock. Yeah. But like, if you're constantly working, 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 it's like you feel like you've been there 30 minutes and it's actually been like four hours. That's yeah. th- that's those jobs that I hate. I hear you. Now, now, I can tell you a funny, some funny stories about the call center job I had. It's similar <laughs> to your experience at the post office. Okay. So, there's this uh, call center in Johnson City. Um, I'll go ahead and name them because they're notorious. And everybody, it's ACT Advanced Call Center Technologies, and I've worked there. Uh, for about three years, and I was elevated to supervisor. And then, long story short, I got involved with this crazy relationship. I had a crazy girlfriend, then fiance, <laughs> completely ruined my life. My You're boss nuts, fired man. me just so she would break up with me because she was really using me. And after we broke up, he had me back. Anyways, this job man was so nuts. Okay. Uh, first of all, they don't drug test, and so they hire all the other call centers drug test. Yep. And so this place gets all the rejects. <laughs> <laughs> and um, nice way to put it, the drug addicts. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I, for real, man, it's funny because some of my coworkers who didn't smoke weed or didn't do any drugs at all, didn't do pills, because they had the little parking decal that said ACT. Mm. Up on her car. Oh, Sometimes yeah. they get pulled over randomly on a highway just to get searched. Oh, man. <laughs> and uh, it was that bad. So well, that's not even the beginning of it, folks. So that uh, and uh, my department, the uh, collections, we collected on Bank of America, FIA card services, credit cards. And um, there were two shifts. Uh Eight to five, and one to ten, I believe, were the two shifts. But every once in a while, they'd be open to midnight. You can work to midnight. And they always had unlimited overtime because they had to get hours because how it worked is the company was billed, or they would bill Bank of America for X amount of hours. And it's crazy. So they get prepaid for a shit ton of money and have to make up for it. So they have unlimited overtime, which is pretty cool because um, at the time, starting wage was 8 bucks an hour. So you can work 8 bucks an hour, and then you pay 12 after you worked overtime. But the other call centers, Hodge, in town that drug test, their starting wages are normally 12 to 15 an hour. So that's the difference. But there would be times that uh, one particular department or one particular team, because we were broken up into teams, maybe they didn't reach their goal of collecting X amount of dollars. And so if it was 8.30 or 8.45 or 9 o'clock, we were scheduled to get off at 10, the manager would call a meeting with all the supervisors to come out let me tell you some folks, ain't nobody getting out of this motherfucker 
until we get X amount of money. If you got to be here to midnight, you'll be here to midnight. <laughs> they write out to mob, dude. <laughs> and I, they make you sign a paper saying you agree to work mandatory overtime. Yeah. I mean, when we get off at 10 o'clock or midnight or whatever, they would um, say, I would tell you some folks tomorrow, mandatory overtime, be here two hours early. <laughs> and they weren't kidding. <laughs> so people like me would bust their asses to do it. But there were folks, Hodge, this is the nutty part. They were druggies, and I think it's because they were supplying the supervisors and the uh-huh. management with drugs. That's why they never got in trouble. Uh-huh. But they would come to work, clock in, go home, come back that night and clock <laughs> out. Our manager called a meeting and said, listen, uh, we know who's doing it. Now, we're not going to fire you. But just stop doing it. So was he Italian or are you just getting an accent? No, he had the Italian accent. Okay. He wasn't Italian. But he, he's a whitest white boy, but he had the Italian mobster accent. And we're not going to fire you, but, uh, and of course, people are going to keep doing it. And they kept doing it. Never got <laughs> fired. Meanwhile, somebody asked me to come back 30 minutes so late um, from lunch. Yeah, I know 30 minutes <laughs> late on an hour lunch break is bad. I know. They'll come in 30 minutes and Hey, man, let me tell you something, Pim. I don't fucking appreciate it. You coming in so late, man. Uh, I mean, I'm like, well, son of a bitch over there. Ain't been to work in a week and he's got paid every day. I'm like, at least I'm over here busting my balls. And, oh, man. And then there were, uh, oh, then there were times when folks would, um, so this is what other people would do. So they would have a, a quote of, okay, we need you to get uh, 10 payments today, right? Yeah. So Joe Blow would be like, call somebody. They didn't answer. And so you go find her checking information <laughs> in the computer and put in a payment anyways. Completely fraudulent. And then there would be other times somebody would call somebody. Yeah. And they would answer. They weren't going to pay. And so they turned the recorder off and said, hey, look, man, if you don't pay, we're going to send a cops to your house. And I, they would do the shady stuff to get people to pay their debt. I scare them. <laughs> anyways. Actually, if y'all look up on YouTube, um, Advanced Call Center Technologies, one of the branches, I think, in Arizona, is all over YouTube and the news and everything because of shady practices like that. But I really enjoyed the job because time flew by and I made a shit ton of money. And when I became a supervisor, I made a lot more money. Yeah. But, man, there was a lot of shadiness like that going on. (sighs) Yeah, I, I mean, mean, imagine that, dude. I mean, you're going to come to work, clock I, in, go home, smoke a joint, come back and clock out and get paid for the day. And you ain't well, here's shit. my thing. Here, here's, where, here's where I, I must what that is. The boss must have been a terrible boss. The manager must have been a terrible manager because they obviously they weren't paying attention. They didn't care. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, well, it's, it's, they didn't care, but they did care in a way. But it's kind of hard when you hire. 500 people. I mean, you got to imagine like a football field uh, full of cubicles side by side. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to manage who's who. Yeah. But if they were still able to tell me, they still knew who was doing it, man. They, we know who's doing it, uh, but uh, I don't know, come on. I'm going to leave, and I'm going to give me some pizza, and I'm going to come <laughs> back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, man, if you try to listen to these podcasts on the podcast app, Imagine what you uh, listen to and watching them on YouTube. Yeah, really. We're on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, um, 
speaking of YouTube, um, our podcasts are now on YouTube. Hodges, I think, are all of yours on YouTube or just some of them? Uh, they're all um, they're all up. So, not not from the beginning to the end, but the past. I don't know. Four or five months, they're up. Okay. So yeah, I'm not. I'm not going through all 300 and putting them up. That's yeah. too much. Some of mine are up. Not all of them yet. Some of them they will be. Um, Hodge is up. Hey man, if you want a water, you get a cold one out your fridge. You got one in the fridge? Yeah. This how ghetto we are, folks. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah. Um, some of mine are up, and more will be up later. Yeah, we're having some trouble with, which we said this on the finale, we're having some trouble with a couple of the episodes. I don't know why. I don't know what's wrong with them, um, but we're trying to get them fixed. And if we don't get them fixed, then we'll let you know, and you just won't be able to watch those on YouTube. Yes, that's it. So um, I think that you have anything else to add to this, this episode? I got just a couple more. All right, go ahead. We're going to do the Halloween memories, dude. What are you doing, trying to slow oh, this down? Yes, uh, we yeah. we got till ten o'clock, man. It's only eight fifteen here. Good uh, Lord! All right, let's do well, let's do it, man. Okay. Uh the biggest thing that we came on here to do for well, you came on here to do was announce your podcast. Uh, well, the new podcast to Hodgepodge Productions. Uh, it's still on hold, man. I'm gonna wait till we get to season three. You don't want to do it. I'm going to wait till we get to season okay. three. I don't want to burn myself out again. Okay. I'm going to wait till we get to season three. Okay. And depending on how season two goes, okay. determine whether or not we feel like taking on a third load, another load. Okay. You mentioned it. You wanted to do it. You wanted to talk about it, so I had it in my notes here to talk yeah. about. Okay. All right. One more thing, and then we'll get to the Halloween memories. Um, During the corona thing, there was also the Black Lives Matter Oh, that big Lord. thing was happening. No, I, and I'm not bringing it up to, 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 to talk about, you know, just going to a big debacle here, but I went, there was a, a, a rally, a peaceful rally held. Oh, yeah, you went to a rally in Mississippi, two or three of them. I went to one. I mean, I went to one, but yeah, I mean, it was it was a bunch of people, but, but yeah, I went. You know the balls you have to be in a state like Mississippi and go to a Black Lives Matter rally? Right. Yeah. I mean, you, no, I mean, you're right. I mean, but I wasn't the only white person there. Oh, no, I know. I'm just saying. Y'all have balls. I understand. And the person that put it on was white. No, I'm proud of you. I'm, I'm not. Okay. No, I know. I know. I know. I know. I'm just saying that I, I'm i not taking for all the white. I wasn't the only white person there. I'm not taking the props for the, uh, Greg Hartley was there. Uh, uh, but, but Heather from Southbound Overstock was there. She's going to be on podcast soon. Uh, her husband, her fiance, Jared. A lot of white people were there, and it's just. I, I can't, and, and this is probably bad of me to say, but everything I do, I kind of, I kind of turn it into a podcast episode. And yeah. so what I did was, I got with, um, um, we did the Black Lives Matter thing, and of course, my family was, you know, you're gonna get eat up for this. The podcast ain't gonna be nothing anymore. You know, just, yeah. just because I don't think they understand the aspect of podcasting or or electronic. You know what I mean? I don't think they understand it. So, I was like, I kind of have a plan of what I want to do. I'm going to go here. And I was working on it with a friend of mine. And I messaged her. And I said, Shira, listen to me. I have this plan. This is what I want to do. Will you help me? And she said, 
I'll absolutely help you. You're one of my great friends. I'll help you do whatever you want to do. And I said, I have a few black friends I could probably get together. Can you get some of your friends that aren't shy to talk and see if we can do a podcast about Black Lives Matter? And she said, I love this idea. Let's do it. So it took about a week to wrangle up people. And the time, the, I think it was the day we were going to record, everybody backed out but one person. Wow. So it was me, Shira Galloway, and Jonathan Shout Williams. Out. Shout out to my, my, one of my best friends, Shira. Uh, Jonathan Williams. I wish you'd be mine. My friend. My friend. I wish you'd be my friend. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Turn it to an episode of The Office here. Uh, no, but we got to get that's it. And, and thankfully, I thought we were going to go and it was going to be a big waste. I didn't know because I didn't know where the podcast was going to hold. Was was going to the standards it was going to hold. Man, that's the biggest podcast I've ever done in my life. I believe it. That's the biggest. I think. I'm not going to give out any numbers. I don't want to give out any numbers. I don't want to look as small. But I mean, it was it was somewhere up towards like five to six hundred thousand downloads. Yeah. The biggest podcast I've ever had. And I was like, I had something planned, but it was I didn't go there to have it planned. Right. I went for something I believe in, and that's another reason I'm on Trump out because he's a racist. Well, the topic is such, man. That it's a hot issue. I think my biggest podcast I've done to date is uh, episode one ten of season one with Rubia Garcia. That sounds about right. The uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's made her, made herself known all over social media and YouTube for speaking out politically and and uh, for Black Lives Matter and and the whole nine yards. And that's what people want to hear. Uh, yeah. It gets people to even haters that disagree will still listen because a they want something to bitch about something sure. to, so everybody disagree with it and two um, because whether they admit it or not they know that it's the current issue it it, it affects them it affects them it affects all of us if you know a black person if you know a black family. Um, it affects you because that family, they may have, they may have a name above any other name in your community. They may be the Joneses, you know, they may be just prestigious, but the fact that they still uh, are looked upon as different in this country by a lot of people. For no reason. For no reason other than the color of their skin. It's still something that they have to deal with. And so. There, uh, it's n- you're not going to end racism. No, it, it's and, not because. I use a quote Will Smith said a lot, man. I'm not trying to interrupt you, but I, he said, racism is not worse than what it was. There's just social media. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, um, I, I saw somebody say something similar to today. Like, cops didn't just start killing black folk. There's just cameras everywhere. Right. So, um, because of the fact we're all human beings and we all have eyes, yep. so uh, racism will not go away. And, and that's a shame. That's a shame because 
of the pigment that one person has in their skin, the amount of it may differ from yours. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make them any less or any more valuable than you. Yeah. And if you think that uh, somebody's inferior to you because of the texture of their hair or the color of their skin, you, my friend, you need some serious help. Yeah. Serious help. So I don't want to end it on that note. Uh, Halloween, man, is Halloween. I'm going to play a Halloween thing here for the for the simulcast of Halloween. What's one Halloween memory that you can you will always hold dear to you? God, hold dear to me. Do you do you even have one? I got to keep it real with you, man. Halloween is my least favorite of all the oh, holidays. Man. Always has been. Really? Yeah. See, when I was a kid, I hated dressing up because. There were two types of masks when I was a kid. The cheap ones and the expensive ones. Well, no. Well, maybe. Well, <laughs> one with the string around the back of sure. it. And that would always ir- irritate me. Yeah, the plastic mask. The string in the back would always irritate the back of my head. I don't know why. And then the um, bulky ones were hot. I hate me hot and sweating. And so we would walk and oh. walk. For trick or treating, and I would sweat, and so no amount of candy ever sufficed either. I mean, yeah. So I don't know. That's, I'm trying to think. I don't want to. If you don't have one, that's fine. Because because mine's not nothing big either. It's well. Mine would be sitting around the house all October. Watching horror movies. Uh, yeah, that's not me. I, I, I yeah, I know. I'm a scaredy pants. My parent, or my my parents, my family, except exclude my dad. He hates that crap. He gets nightmares. We love horror movies, man, and it's just we watch horror movies year round. But yeah. but just just October and Halloween in itself, it just makes it even more creepier. Yeah, it's not. I don't dislike horror necessarily because I get scared. I know I just have a scary pants, but really, not so much. I went back a couple of years ago and watched all of the Freddy Kruegers, <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Streets, and all of the Jasons. And they were okay, but... They were scary. I just don't like those kinds of movies, really. I mean, I like comedies and chick flicks. That's what I like. Oh, and documentaries. Movies that'll give me a reason to say, fuck Ray Kroc. <laughs> Bio, biopics biopics I like those biopics we're not Canadian uh, biopics. biopics yeah I, but you know I, I don't really care for horror or sci-fi or some dramas I like if there's a good amount of fighting realistic fighting I guess um, uh, kung fu movies I like those okay don't love them well, I think once you've seen one you've seen them all yeah the Kung Fu movies. Uh, one Jackie Chan movie, you don't need another one. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty much it. And I, I like trick. I like the idea of believing that two strangers could fall in love and be good to over each oh, other forever. Did you see that I watched a notebook recently? Did I tell you that? No. Have you seen that? Never seen it. Okay. Well, you're not going to understand that. Never mind. Oh, wow. Well, uh, I guess I wouldn't understand it then. <laughs> no. No. You won't because it's considered the greatest love story ever told in a movie, and I and I disagree. 
because it wasn't that good. Honestly, it was it, it was okay. It wasn't the best. It was oh, it's it's way overrated. Way See, overrated. I, I don't have anything to add to that because I haven't seen it. That's all I mean. That's one. I'm just giving you a heads up. It's way overrated. But tonight at dinner, you, me, and Jared, we talked about uh, Pearl Samuel Harbor. Cast eleven. We talked about Pearl Harbor, <laughs> <laughs> and um, there's some love scenes in that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm a sucker for love scenes. But. All right. Yeah, that's enough. Well, I don't know, man. You anything else? Uh, I don't think so. I think that's going to conclude the Halloween episode. It wasn't much Halloween, though, was it? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's a Halloween special. We don't announce yeah, it was we, coming. We talked about Halloween at the end. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for me, I'm D Hodge from Big Shrimp. We appreciate you guys listening in and holding out on us for six months. Um, really do appreciate it. There will be a Simon Class 11 because guess what? We're fixing to log off here and do another one. We're doing it. We're going to sign off and sign into 11. So enjoy, and as always, frown us.